Welcome. This podcast is called A Life of Learning. Over the years I've pursued many hobbies, interests, pastimes and sports. And what I aim to do here is to share all my experiences so that it may help you lead a life where you are always learning and constantly challenging yourself. Hi, welcome. This is uh, Life of Learning podcast, and we have Sabrina again. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, Hi Reggie. Hi, everyone. Yeah. yeah, are we all good? Fantastic today. Good stuff. Right. Today, we are talking about learning plateaus. And uh, I mean, uh, for me personally, I believe that anything that you learn new from the beginning you'll sort of like reach um, sort of a level of, um, I don't know, you'll start getting good very quickly because obviously it's new and no, but then you'll get to a stage where you think that you're um, not improving and it will be a plateau and it might be even a dip. And I've experienced that in most of the um, hobbies, pastime sports that I've done. Um, I'm not sure what your experience is, um, Sabrina. Well, when you first mentioned this subject to me, I, I hadn't really thought about it. And um, uh, on reflection, I realized that there has been pretty much a plateau in every single area, every, every, every single hobby that I've had, uh, pastime, anything, every single area has had a plateau in it at some point. And it's something that has happened, but I didn't even realize that it, it had happened. Uh, okay i mean as i said i mean i mean we can we're mentioning hobbies and interests but i mean it could be anything any skill you know you could be programming uh, uh you know any of your programmer you know uh learning a new passage for a play or anything like that i think it's um i i just think everyone just goes through that plateau they may not realize it yeah. uh they may not be aware of it but I think if you are aware of it, I think it's really useful. I'm not sure what you think. <laughs> oh, definitely. Because, um, because I think there's a couple of areas that I'm going through some plateaus now. And what happens is, uh, for me, I end up thinking, you know, is it worth continuing? Should I stop? Should, should, I, um, uh, should I give up? And some things I've continued through the plateau and some areas I haven't. So it's actually given me a bit more, I guess, more power in situations where I'm kind of unsure whether to continue or not. So I found it useful. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, I know we spoke about um, the, um, uh, because I know you said you do Toastmasters and um, uh, it, would it be possible just to, you know, go through the sort of like the beginning and where, you know, whether you, whether you recognize the plateau or whether you yeah. look at the time or whether you, you know, you look back now and say, oh, yeah, I went through a plateau and how you came out of it just for the, yeah. uh, just regarding the Toastmasters. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, I joined Toastmasters about seven years ago. And when I started, I was incredibly shy. I didn't like uh, the thought of speaking in front of an audience, <laughs> the worst thing ever. I, I felt like very nauseous at the, the idea mm-hmm. of that, but I was really inspired. I, I loved TED Talks and I thought oh, I'd love to be able to do that. So even though that this was uh, something that was, that felt out of my reach, I was very like, I thought oh, I'd love to be able to do that. So that's why I went to Toastmasters because um, they're an organization that helps 
people to learn how to do speaking in public. And uh, initially, um, everything was new. Uh, it was oh, like, I was uh, taking in information left, right and center. Uh, mm -hmm. My improvement was exponential. Um, yeah. Every single time I went up, very uncomfortable, but mm -hmm. it was a significant improvement. And um, that probably lasted, you know, it, like it didn't last very long, to be honest, <laughs> maybe a, a, the first year. And, um, and then after that, uh, I didn't realize, but I was in a plateau. Looking back, it was quite clear that I was in a plateau. I wasn't enjoying it as much and I wasn't seeing as many improvements. And, um, but I, what I, but I kept taking like action. So I carried on, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, booking myself in for things. It yeah. actually, uh, that's a lie. I didn't book myself in. I was in an, <laughs> the club that I'm in, uh, they're very proactive. So I was given a lot of encouragement and people would book yeah. me in and I would, sure. <laughs> I was, I would just, I would just say, okay. So it was more, uh, rather than me being proactive, it was more, I let things happen and I let people encourage me. And then I said, yes, when I was given the opportunity to do something, I just went, all right then. And that's the only reason why I kept taking action was because of Got the it. people around me. And, um, yeah, that, that actually is what carried me like moving forward. How long was that plateau? How long was that plateau? Do you think that you were in, uh, um, that you felt that, you know, you weren't really improving? Um, honestly, for me, I felt like it lasted <laughs> like three years, <laughs> which sounds right. a terribly long time to be, uh, not, making any improvement but the thing is it's just how I felt like I felt like I wasn't getting any better in yeah. reality I was maybe like exactly. one or two percent every time maybe a tiny yeah. bit I was always yeah. kind of nudging forward but in my yeah. my head because I wasn't seeing those leaps and bounds that I saw at the beginning I just thought I'm exactly. at a standstill that, that's yeah. that's how it felt to me so uh, yeah. it's more it was definitely about perception and uh, I, I know that that lasted like another three, four years because uh, I remember walking along and um, I, I, I had a speech that day and suddenly it's like the floodgates opened and I was just so much better. I, I had a huge increase in performance. Like my speech was better. I was suddenly more comfortable. And um, what I liken it to is all all those um like that three years where i felt like i wasn't improving it was like um there was a dam and yeah each step forward was like a little drip 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 and then yeah. suddenly the uh, like i reached the limits and then like the dam burst the floodgates yeah, yeah exactly. the floodgates opened <laughs> and yeah. uh i wouldn't have ever like if i hadn't kept taking action i would never have reached that point and i wouldn't have had that improvement so uh, that plateau was just part of my experience looking back yeah I, I, there's two things i would say that i'd like to chime in on as well is those those little improvements that you probably didn't notice other people probably noticed and i think when you actually if you would actually look back at, at that time you would have probably noticed the improvements but it's, it's because they're so small it's really mm. difficult 
difficult to identify and that you know that's and that's and that's my experience but the, the bit where you said the floodgates opened and you actually went in and you actually nailed one of your speeches and stuff like that isn't that the best feeling in the world it was the best fe- uh, it was like ah. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, and it's i felt like like uh, i'd something in me had changed and yeah. uh, like I'd leveled up basically. And yeah. Yeah. And I actually, another thing that I noticed is uh, like you said that I hadn't those, like didn't notice those changes. It's cause I was comparing myself to people that were making huge yeah. leaps and bounds. And I was comparing myself. Yeah. If I was comparing myself with myself, maybe I wouldn't have felt quite, quite that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, with Toastmasters, what is the, um, you know, is are there any sort of like hard um, factors, you know, hard results? You know, is there something that, you know, like if you're doing running 100 metres, you know, you've got a time mm-hmm. improvement. How can you quantify within Toastmasters? Is it just your gut feeling? Because I know you said that you don't have sort of like competitions, which yeah. uh, can you compare, you know, how can you, how do you know whether, you know, you're improving and, and, and stuff like that? Well, um, one, one measure is um, they, at every meeting, they do vote on like the best speaker of the session. Yeah. They, they also vote on people that do, um, like spontaneous speeches so you get a, a topic yeah. and you're told like speak for one minute about that minute and a half and um so uh one way that i knew that i'd improved was i was winning more of those and you know i'd gone wow. a few years without yeah. winning anything so definitely it wasn't yeah. just a an internal perception i started winning more yeah. um Good. but a bigger thing was uh like how comfortable i i, I noticed a difference in skill as well and yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean and, and the thing is what you've got to compare you know when you were doing well for that first year i mean a year is, is you said that was did you say it was a short time it's quite a long time a year um, <laughs> of you know sort of like getting good i think did you say it was a short time or a long time i think you said it was a short time um, i think that's yeah i think that's that's quite a long time <laughs> that that first year it just felt quick because um, yeah. because there was so much information to take in that uh, yeah, sure. it, it was all coming in so quickly that, um, yeah. that it felt quick to me but it's like when you compare yourself to that shy person that you said you were to mm. where you are now even during the you know that sort of like plateau yeah um you know it, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a huge step isn't it <laughs> yeah uh yeah. it, it it was a huge step and i probably will talk about this at another uh on another podcast but really the yeah. improvement that um my big breakthrough my big improvement came when i kind of stopped caring about other people's opinions on how i was yeah, talking sure. uh, and that kind yeah. of gave, that gave me freedom and suddenly i was i was just relaxed because i didn't care so not yeah. caring really helped for me but it took a long time right. to not care right i mean I, th- I think you know there's there's one of the things that um that uh that i would say that the, the, the probably one of the main things that you got got you out of your sort of like your plateau was mm. you did have patience three years is a, is a long time <laughs> uh yeah i i did and um in terms of patience there were other reasons why I carried on going. And one was yeah. I had a community. Yeah. So there were many Support. mornings uh, because uh, my club 
meets in the mornings. There are many mornings yeah. that I really didn't want to go, but because yeah. I had friends there and I had people that I'd made commitments to, um, yeah. I went because uh, I didn't want to let them down. Yeah, and sure, I wanted to. Sure. I wanted to talk with my friends, and I wanted to see them. Yeah. So that kept me taking action when I probably would have given up. So definitely, having a community makes a difference. Yeah. And also, uh, pe- being around people that inspire you. And there yeah. were quite a few people that, um, even though like my, like what I thought I how I thought I did wasn't, you know. Uh, wasn't as great as I'd like it to be, but I was still being inspired by seeing some great speakers and thinking, ah, you know, maybe, or one day I'll get to be like them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes a huge difference. Having support systems, seeking advice from Mm -hmm. other people, you know, people that have been there and that are good. Yeah. No, that makes such a big difference. Without that, I think sometimes it's hard to get through that plateau. Yeah. I I think if I didn't have that, I'd, I would have given up um, year two yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. No, that's good. And, and obviously, you know, we're coming full circle now um, mm. in terms of you were voted president for a year, weren't you? Yeah. Um, the last year or for the past year, yeah. I've been president of my club. And uh, I yeah. never thought <laughs> the day that I first stepped <laughs> in, into that kind of grand room that uh, and watching all these amazing people on stage, very powerful, uh, I never thought that one day I'd be the president and I'd be introducing people and I'd be welcoming them and that would be me. So lots can change in a few years' time if you work through your plateau. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, that was the sort of like the end result and we've explained how you got there and some people, you know, don't understand, you know, the journey that people take to get to where they are. So, mm. you know, yours is really good from a shy person you know, to a person who wasn't really confident in speaking to people, uh, you know, on stage and stuff like that, to going to be president. I mean, that's just, yeah. a, you know, a big journey. But it was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't easy. It was, it was, oh, a, no. there was a lot of hard work and, you know, um, you know, going back, going, you know, pla- plateauing and improving yeah. them. And, and the thing is, um, you know, one thing that we will say is that you'll, there'll be another plateau, you yeah. know, if you want to, take it to another level i think it's, it's you know these plateaus come once or twice in everyone's you know in, in learn you know depends everyone's on how far journey. you want to get into your skills yeah everyone's yeah. journey they're always going to be once you've got one plateau you've improved then there's going to be another plateau and that's what i've experienced for sure yeah. so yeah i can in yeah. what areas have you seen it well big time for me i mean and um for golf, I was plateauing. Um, I played golf for 15 years. So there, was, there were plateaus, regular plateaus, and I recognised those. But more so recently in playing the guitar, it's really funny. I went, uh, when I first started learning the guitar, I went to a guitar, uh, went for a guitar lesson. And, um, you know, he said, oh, the guitar lesson was, yeah, you, you'll learn to play after you've had your hour lesson. I thought, okay, well, that sounds good. And... Um, yeah, we, we kind of learned to play. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, we learned to play. And then the second lesson, um, I went to the instructor and I said, I'll tell you what, this, this guitar thing is really tough. And he said, look, you know, I always tell the beginners that, you know, that you can play, you know, after the lesson, after maybe three or four lessons, you'll be able to play. But if you really want to sort of like come out of that beginner's 
sort of like that beginner's zone and become sort of like an advanced beginner, this is going to take you six to eight months. I don't tell many people that because it just puts them off. Mm-hmm. So I thought, right, good. I'm glad he's told me that because for me, I, 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 I need to hear that because mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going to get good at this, I'm going to have to be patient mm-hmm. and really just stick it out. And for me, six months of getting calluses on your hand on your fingers because that's what you have to do if you have, if, when you play you need to harden your fingers so they can you know um you know press on the uh, press on the strings then they're, they're nylon and uh, um not nylon strings they're wired strings so it's quite painful i wouldn't say that i got i think there was a little bit of bleeding not much so i <laughs> went through six to eight months of it was painful. I'm sure my family didn't like the sounds <laughs> that I was producing at the time because if you know if you don't strum the note properly, it sounds horrible. It literally does sound horrible. So I went through six to eight months of practicing, sometimes 15 minutes a night, half an hour a night, depending on how I felt. But that's what the instructor said. He said, if you can do 15 minutes a night, which I thought, great, that's I can handle 15 minutes a night for six to eight months then you'll see improvement and I would say um, even whilst I was doing it I was seeing improvement but it was very 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 slow and then it probably for me probably maybe about eight months eight to twelve months that's when I could see I thought right I'm actually getting this I'm actually enjoying it and uh, I would say that was probably about two years ago three years ago and my main aim was really to play blues to play blues guitar that's that was the main aim so what I wanted to do was to be able to go on my main aim was to go on and just improvise on blues and I would say probably after a year and a half of playing I would say that yes this is where I wanted to be when I first started learning the guitar. And since then, it's just been improvement. I've still got lessons. I listen to podcasts. I go onto YouTube and, you know, I get ideas. And um, there's, and I've expanded my sort of like genre. Um, um, I'm learning to do finger picking. Um, I'm learning to play West African rhythms which my guitar instructor um uh, helped me with and i learned on youtube um uh, so yeah west african rhythms what's the other one as well blues yeah and the, the next thing that i really want to learn is to see if i can try and do a little bit of jazz because my instructor is that's his main um that's his main area is jazz and i like jazz so that's probably another area that i'm probably going to step into but if um in terms of my goal from starting out I reached that yeah I reached that and now I can get onto the guitar and you know and improvise and I could probably jam with other people not but probably quite hard to do that at the moment now but that would be probably the next level is to jam with other people but yeah so it was eight months of I won't say it was torture (laughs) but it felt like it and uh, I think without my instructor without my instructor sort of like um, mentioning that it's going to take eight months and getting the odd lesson here and there and he him telling me that I was improving yeah I don't think I would have got out of that um, uh, that cycle and I've known other people that started and after two or three months they give up 
And yeah. the guitar is one thing that I can understand why people do give up because it sounds horrible <laughs> when it's not working well. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the journey on that one. <laughs> what would you say are the key things to getting through that plateau then? Like I said, it's just, it's, yeah, I, th- I think the patience, like what you, um, like, you know, just, 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 I think the determination of getting good mm. because it's, it's what I really wanted. I, I really admired, um, you know, people that can play the guitar uh and um especially the blues I'm, I've, I've got a fascination with you know the blues you know the american blues you know guitarist going from town to town mm. you know playing his uh, guitar and you know improvising and coming up with different mm. rhythms and stuff like that so motivation for one the patience which i've always had for learning um for learning it mm. and you know getting the uh, not approval but you know, seeing my instructor saying god red you're really improving i can see that you're really passionate about it and it's your passion and motivation is getting you through this yeah uh so those are the you know it's a bit like your story so having that was someone your support system right yeah my that was my support system yeah there was um there was really no one and and, and looking at other people um on youtube you know like they would have beginners you know they'll say 12 months of guitar playing and they'll show how they were at the beginning and then after 12 months you could see that they they improved and I think well if they can do it I can do it oh so yeah so that yeah so you know those are the things and and, and again um which we didn't I suppose I suppose you mentioned it, it was more stepping outside your comfort zone um because you, you there was an improvement at the beginning but that was quite kind of short-lived because because of where I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. So there was improvement, but, you know, just try new things. Um, you know, instructor would say, well, you know, try this, learn this, do this, you know, um, don't stick with this. Try yeah. and, you know, so if you're doing it in one scale, try another scale. Yeah. Say, oh my God, how can I try another scale? I can't even, I'm not even really good at that scale because, yeah, but, you know, you, you'll get good, but, you know, you'll learn more chords and over a period of yeah. time, you will get better. Definitely. You know, it's not, he, he was thinking, I wasn't thinking, I was, I was thinking about eight months, but he was talking about like two years, three years, yeah. if you see what I mean. Actually, so, that was one of the things uh, that made a difference for me. Uh, you're talking about stepping outside comfort and kind of experimenting. Yeah. There was a point yeah. where I just kind of got fed up and I was, that, uh, and that's probably kind of what pushed me through where I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do, <laughs> I'm going to do the opposite of what I normally do. I'm going to just do uh, yeah. X, Y, Z. And I don't, yeah. and uh, things that were unusual for me. Like, so I guess mixing up my behavior, like experimenting yeah. with things that I was doing, because I think that can, uh, that adds the element of play. And yeah. uh, I think when exactly. you play, you end up learning so much quicker. Yeah, and it's more enjoyable as well. And yeah. I, I, I think I think the results sometimes. I tell you what, I got to a stage when I was playing golf. I got to a handicap of ten, and I just mm-hmm. for, for probably two or three years I couldn't beat it. So I went to my instructor and I said, "Look, you know, I need to. Uh, I want to. Imp- I want to get better. I want to get to a single figure handicap." He said, "Well, this is going to take a long time." I goes, "Okay, what's the problem?" So he said, "Right, what do I need to do?" And he changed literally everything. Yeah. He changed my grip. He changed my posture. He changed everything. And yeah. when I went out to play with people, they were saying, 
because I was a you know a fairly decent player at my handicap. Everyone said, "Well, why are you changing it? You're you're a decent player. Mm. You're a good player." I goes, "Yeah, but I want to get better." And the ball was going everywhere. It was going in the trees. They were saying, mm. "Wedge, go back to what you were doing before." And I didn't. I stuck with it, and for a year. It was horrible. But anyway, to cut a long story short, I became a single-figure golfer. I managed to play some of the best golf of, you know, golf that I could never have thought about playing. But that was because I went outside my comfort zone. Yeah. I tried something new. I trusted in the instructor. I think that's one thing mm. that, you know, and I keep saying, I've mentioned this many times to my instructor, if he had said, Reg, wear a skirt and a pink hat, when you play golf and it will help you improve, I would have done it because <laughs> I really, I really trusted and believed yeah. in what he said. And, uh, and, you know, and, and I, I trusted and believed in what he said before that. But when he said, Reg, this is what you've got to do. And I trusted it. So, you know, that's another thing, you know, the experts listen to the experts and sometimes, yeah. you know, the experts, are, you know, the, the experts for, for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. So, 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 yeah. So sometimes you need to step out of your comfort zone and sometimes you need to get bad before you get good. It's, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, it's the nature of it. And we spoke about the Rubik's cube. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, we spoke, we spoke kind of off air on that one. Yeah. And, uh, we, cause, cause yeah, for, for, for people that have not listened to that, um, that episode, both of us, um, know how to do Rubik's cube. I actually taught Sabrina, um, how to do the Rubik's Cube. So uh, we were talking about ways to improve and you said you kind of went through a plateau as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's funny because after I did the episode and then we talked about plateaus, I realised, you know what, I'm on my plateau with that one because initially <laughs> I saw so, like I got so quick and then I found that, um, yeah, so there's a beginner's method and yeah. uh, and then I was consistently stuck at about... Uh, like achieving the Rubik, like solving the Rubik's cube in let's say one minute, 20 seconds. But that, yeah. that was my, that's as quick as I could get. And I knew, uh, I did some research and uh, in order to kind of get faster than that, there is a slightly different method, but this method is a bit more complicated. It's uh, F2L. And what I noticed is my time actually went up and now, and now I'm finishing it at two minutes and 10 seconds you know like an extra minute mm-hmm. uh, in in order to do the other method which is more complex but uh so that started to like get me down a bit because i was thinking ah oh, you know what i was like i was taking half the time using the old method and uh, and i felt a bit down about that and having that chat with um uh with reggie uh i realized i shouldn't be comparing <laughs> apples to oranges yeah and uh yeah. this is the thing where you know getting worse before you get better that's exactly yeah. it and uh actually that that has helped uh kind of loosen me up and I, I shouldn't be comparing to like myself to when i was doing it faster in the long run i'm going to be so much better because i'll be doing i'll yeah. be solving it intuitively the rubik's cube so uh, yeah it helped i'll tell you what though on that like I say, with that beginner's method, like I said, um, I've mentioned to you, my daughter has got under thirty seconds with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you, could, you, you could have got, you could have got under, you could get a fast time with the beginner's method. Yeah. But one thing that you wanted to do, you wanted to, you wanted to, I don't know, you. The beginner's method is kind of robotic because it's it all really algorithmic 
based, you know, you just memorize steps. Whereas the method that you're learning, which is an advanced method, is more intuitive. You can be more creative. And I think that's what really got you doing it. Yeah, that's the bit that excited me is the idea of um, like actually uh, having like using my own brain to to solve it yes. like doing it intuitively and having i guess that would make it different every single time as well exactly exactly and you could have but you could have i mean okay there's many times you could have stopped you could mm. have said right i've done the rubik's cube that's enough i've done yeah. it let's tick it off the list but you wanted to get quicker so that's yeah. a ne- that's another goal yeah. and then you got to a stage where okay i can do it in a minute but mm, i'm not really mm. enjoying it as much as then you found this other method mm-hmm. which is you know that's this is the next level method yeah. um you know this, this kind of takes you out of the beginner's zone into yeah. sort of like an intermediate uh cuba which yeah. you know there's not many people in the world that are intermediate cuba let's put it that way mm-hmm. so and and you can be more creative uh, yeah. like i said so uh you've kind of pushed yourself because you could have been content with just you know doing a minute and a minute yeah. is a fantastic achievement anyway you know so you kind of wanted to explore it a little bit more so yeah. um, i guess uh, yeah. a lot of the enjoyment that i got at the beginning was from pushing myself and yeah. at some point it does like you have to find new challenges and that's probably what happened yeah. in postmasters as well like uh, at yeah. some point it wasn't as challenging as it used to be and th- and yeah. therefore wasn't as, as as inspiring as it used to be uh, you have to find yeah. new challenges yeah and it's like again it's, it's that we're stepping outside the comfort zone as well yeah because uh, if you keep as I, you know you've heard that phrase if you keep doing the same thing yeah you know you, you you're gonna get the same results but if you do yeah. something different then you know yeah what? so yeah so I mean, that, yeah and you know for, for, for me with the rubik's cube is um obviously for me my challenge was doing other cubes so i went yeah. into the i went to the dark side i've done you know the, the all the all the other cubes and you know learning those is a challenge yeah in itself and that's stepping outside your comfort zone looking at a cube that's you know five by five and six by six and trying to work out how to do it and obviously yeah. um I've, i think i've already mentioned that I'd, i'm learning to do the rubik's cube blind now yeah uh, and that's another challenge in itself so and again the learning the the, the, the plateau the learning plateau is for everything that i do especially with especially with the blind solving is 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 is, is, is there and i went through it and i realized i was going through it and i don't know it wasn't it wasn't nice when you open up you take off the mask and it's not solved <laughs> but you know um when you get that eight minutes solved it is it's worth it it's worth say, it that's so, so inspiring <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thought of uh, like most people couldn't even fathom like solving it let alone solving it with a blindfold on so yeah um, yeah that is incredible it is the it, i mean it's to say it's, it, and that's taken probably three months of yeah three months of real solid commitment and basically you know the guitar wasn't played during that time much the keyboards weren't played that mm. time during that i mean it's during the winter time so you know you, you you tend to you know it's more dark evening so you tend to spend more time you know doing more indoor activities but um yeah, yeah that was uh, it, it's, it's not as hard as you think mm. but you have to work at it so yeah. yeah and there was another I- thing as well we do as well sure. No, actually, one of the things that just popped uh, came to mind is uh, yeah. like for getting out of the uh, the plateau, 
is yeah. uh, try like you've mentioned comfort zone, but just trying something different. Just yeah. just that. Uh, yeah. Like f- f- when um, looking back on the Toastmasters, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just a drip drip. One of the other things that made a difference was uh, I just decided, you know what? Uh, in my head, I always had an idea of, or I, I thought that there were certain expectations of me to do certain kinds of speeches because uh, that's what I'd seen around me. Right. Sure. Um, and I thought, and I, I guess I tried to fit in. And then yeah. uh, I realized, you know what? I think I'm just going to do a speech about a topic that I like and I'm not going to try and uh, impress anybody. I'm just going to talk about what I'm like crazy about, even if it sounds bonkers or silly yeah. or whatever. I don't care. I'm interested in it. So I'm just going to share that. And that was me doing like, that's when everything changed. And that was me doing something different. I decided I, I wanted to do a talk about the science and history of the pineapple. Yeah. And uh, that <laughs> like, that's not normal. <laughs> at my club. That, yeah. that was a bit, yeah, uh, sure. that sounded a bit bonkers to some people, but um, I knew that I was passionate about it and I found it interesting. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to share what I find interesting. And when I did that speech, uh, people were like blown away and I like, and I won the best speech that day for doing something that was a bit weird, but uh, that like, that's uh, where things started to change. And then I started doing more and more of these things that were like, not my normal, my normal behavior and uh yeah that helped get me out of the rut as well brilliant nah nah i tell you what that's good and that's quite brave because there's not many people that are going to do that and you know what you've done you've probably inspired other people to because just the put those other people are thinking i'm just going to stick with the stock you know sort of like topics and they probably felt okay if she can do it then I can step out of my comfort zone and do something different as well that I enjoy so you may have you know inspired other people that you didn't even know Uh, perhaps I still get um, people messaging me pictures of pineapples every now and then (laughs) but what I wanted was for people to see something ordinary uh, or to people for people who saw this ordinary pineapple and for it for them to for it to change how they think about something that sure. is a seemingly ordinary, ordinary item. Yeah, and sure. Realize how like magical and wondrous it is, and uh, and the fact that people say, "Yeah, I think I think about that differently now." So I achieved what I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that that's good. I mean, you think about the journey that you've been on, you know. And you know, we're talking about pineapples in front of other people. If someone it, said, and also this is they what get weirder than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've, I've heard some of the subjects that you've spoken about for another day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another day. But yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, that's that's you know, that's really good. It just goes to show what you can achieve. But you know, you, you have to stick with it. You know, things you know, things don't come easy. So, um, and it was an, it was another thing that we uh, we share as well, juggling. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, to, to, to just explain the uh, your ex- yeah, mention mentioned your experience about juggling and you know what you thought about it and. Well, uh, juggling is something that I didn't uh, wasn't at all familiar with. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I always consider 
like even though I did sports at school, I used to love playing football and like mm -hmm. cricket and mm -hmm. uh, hockey and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it, for some reason, I, ne I never really like um, thought of myself as very like particularly coordinated for juggling. And mm -hmm. um, Reggie mentioned that he had a meetup group where uh, people came together and did juggling in the park. And I was intrigued and I thought, you know what, let me go along. I had no expectations and uh, let me try it out. And I went along and I was absolutely rubbish, <laughs> but that's okay uh, because I didn't care. I, I, found, uh, I found juggling to be very meditative and relaxing and enjoyable. And for somebody that like uh, is a bit of an overthinker. It was like a, a little oasis in my day where <laughs> I would just, all I have to think about for five, 10 minutes is like throwing a ball in the air and catching it. And, you know, mm -hmm. even, even though uh, the first day I dropped the ball so many times that, um, that the next day my legs uh, were hurting because I did so many squats. Like that, that's how bad it was. I, I, I dropped like 70, 80% of the time. I was not good. Uh, but, there was something enjoyable about it. And also the people there, they were all really mm. open-minded and friendly. And, and I thought, you know what? I enjoyed that even though, and, and it didn't matter that I wasn't any good at it because uh, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. And so I went back again about a month later. And even though I hadn't practiced in between, I didn't have any juggling balls or anything. I didn't. Uh, and also it kind of slipped out my mind. Uh, I noticed mm -hmm. that I was a little bit better the next time and I did it again mm -hmm. and I still enjoyed it. And, and that's how it's continued. It, it's, uh, it, it was just enjoyable. And I also have no expectations. I don't think, you know, uh, I'm doing it for the joy of it. And also yeah. it is quite cool when you see some people, some people there like juggling like six, seven balls or, um, <laughs> And that's very inspiring. Clubs, and yeah, also, yeah. even without, you know, tons of practice, I could see an improvement in myself. And that was quite satisfying. Yeah. So it was a challenge yeah. and uh, I got better. And uh, Reggie is the juggling master, but not just juggling. There's all sorts of things that, um, like other, uh, what is it? The Diablo Props. and other. Yeah, equipment. Diablo clubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I tell you what, what I liked, and uh, yeah, juggling is an, is another thing where um you know you need to break it down. You know, you get good, you know, and then you know you try and learn something new, and then you know you get bad again, and then you learn the trick and you do something mm -hmm. new. And uh, what I what I liked about the juggling, and there's a couple of things you mentioned there. There are no people are not saying, oh, that that was that was rubbish. There's always someone. It, I've always found jugglers to be helpful they always want to teach other jugglers someone normally when we go out to the park people will come up to us and say, can you teach us juggling and we're happy to help other people juggle mm -hmm. so we've seen people drop we've seen people you know uh you know in you know juggle after you know mm -hmm. an hour of, of, of juggling and stuff like that and I, and, and and for me more so the juggling is you know is cool you know once you get to juggle and you can do tricks it is good but for me it's the people that um that, that, that everyone's so like-minded mm. everyone wants to help other people mm. you know, even if you've got someone that's advanced they're willing to help someone just to learn three balls there's yeah. no one there that doesn't want to um help um uh, anyone yeah. uh, learn and no one cares whether you drop because i still everyone drops it's part juggling dropping is part of juggling 
there's, yeah. there's two elements there's throwing and dropping and that's always going to happen in yeah. juggling so no one no one is no one's worried about dropping. and the good thing is you came on a day where it was a learn to juggle day so there were other people in the same boat as you yeah all of us dropping our balls most of the time and that goes through you know the professionals everyone drops so you know there's yeah. no there's just no embarrassment and yeah. i'm sure you didn't feel any embarrassment when you drop because it no one no one no one cares whether you drop or not it was i guess it was frustrating because uh, uh like maybe a tiny bit but i never yeah, sure. felt bad about it at all yeah yeah and, yeah. and uh, no one will make you feel bad yeah there, there was there is definitely a correlation between um like people that do juggling and how friendly they are. That's what I've noticed from seeing the other people that juggle at your meetups. Uh, I think yeah. it's because uh, mean people like dictators or whatever, they just don't have time for <laughs> juggling. They just, they would never yeah. do it. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, really it's, it's a definite mindset. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. I mean, um, I, I, you know, I would say that, you know, within our group, there are, there was, there's no politics. <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, I was, I was at a meetup and I saw another meetup and I had to explain what we do. And I said, well, we go to the park and we juggle. Okay, we may share food, you know, as a picnic, everyone brings food and that's it. That's all we do. There's nothing else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah. there's so much more to it once you turn up, if you see what yeah. I mean. Even though that's literally what we do, mm. you know, there's, there's so much more, yeah. if you see, you know, I could explain, but that's literally what, and that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing else. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. People that turn up are just happy-go-lucky people. <laughs> yeah, definitely happy-go-lucky. And uh, other than that, like having that in common, all different backgrounds, um, retirees, yeah. uh, software developers. Um, yeah, uh, young. You know, there's a huge different countries yeah different countries different ages huge variety of backgrounds but all very much happy-go-lucky and very um friendly so yeah and and there's different skills from someone that can juggle whatever um knives to to you know to you know people that have just started and that and and, you know as i said there was there was no hierarchy at all you know yeah. everyone everyone's just the same coming out and, and i think that's what and, and to be honest obviously because of the lockdown and um you know the, the the times that we're in at the moment we haven't had any um juggling in london parks we just haven't felt that um you know we could actually go and and do it but i'm hoping you know um maybe not this year but next year we'll see how things go and we'll yeah. you know we'll start that up again have you noticed but, yeah. any plateau since you've been juggling um yeah for every time i learn a new trick um do do you know when you come in and juggle three balls Mm. if i'm learning a new trick it would be the same way i'd break it down start with one club or one element of the trick then i'll do the next element of the trick you're doing plateaus every time you're learning new tricks Mm. um and i'm constantly learning new tricks so it's 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 i don't know it's it's it's, you've got you've got plateaus within learning the new tricks. So if I'm learning new tricks all the time, I'm going to be seeing plateaus all the time. Then all of a sudden, like you said, with your speech in um, um, Toastmasters, the trick clicks. But that would sometimes it would take a month. Sometimes it would take a week. Sometimes it may. Sometimes I might think of the trick and do it. And it might take an hour. Mm-hmm. It depends on the com- it take, depends on the complexity of the trick. But I'm always pushing myself. I'm going onto YouTube and I'm looking at 
different tricks and um, uh, sequences that people around the world that do and um, just learning just learning just learning different moves I'm, I'm constantly constantly learning is you know there's there's not that's there's not nothing new that, that I'm uh, you know I'm not trying so yeah it's it's the constant plateau <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so um I think that's it I'm not sure if there's yeah. anything else I mean well, um I think it, uh, I think we've yeah. gone I was going to say to recap, uh, like there seems to be yeah, a few sure. things that have come up a few times. So I'd say yeah. one would be determination. Yeah. Um, having uh, positive encouragement. It could be from like one person, uh, like your guitar teacher, yeah. to having a group around yeah. me um, for the Toastmasters. Yeah. But as long as you get encouragement uh, for your, your hobby or your skill or whatever you're working on, yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have something like a goal that inspires you, definitely yeah. it makes a difference. And um, I think always taking action because even if even if it's not huge leaps and bounds, if you're taking a little step forward, you're improving always. Yeah. And so always yeah. taking action that that seems to be a key. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think we mentioned patience as well, didn't we? Or was that yeah. that's all part patience of it, as well? Yeah. Definitely patience yeah and uh experimenting so and stepping out your comfort zone as well yeah 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 and from those people that you're you know within your community you know um especially like with the juggling if you know if you see someone that's doing i don't know four clubs or five clubs you in, inspired you get inspired by yeah. other people uh and i think that's you know that sometimes helps you get out of comfort zone because believe it or not those people have been through it they may not know yeah. it but they've been through it themselves but it works uh, out so, so well because i'm uh, i watch them and i get so inspired and then i end yes. up like cheering and clapping them and that gives yeah, them some yeah. feedback and the encouragement for them trying new, some more tricks as well so it's all like it all works together yeah and i think as well sometimes we should ask those people that are you know uh, that we think that are better than us how did you do it did you go through you know yeah. this sort of like learning plateau and i'm sure when you speak to yeah. them they will say yes yes <laughs> yes Brilliant. okay I, I think we can uh, i think we can finish there now yeah yeah i don't think there's anything else Okay, this was the Life of Learning podcast and we'll speak to you on our next episode. Bye, Sabrina. Bye.